Osiris. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hello, everybody. Here, we're live. Three of us are in the same room. Pretty cool. Hi. Greetings. Uh, we're back. You know, it's been about a month since we did one of these, but, you know, it's nice to have a few of us in the same room for it. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about last night's first night of Goosemas, which was phenomenal. Um, as always, before we get started, uh, a quick message from our sponsor, uh, Verzio Wellness. Versio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. Using varieties like Lion's Mane, Chaga, Reishi, and more, Versio concentrates the health benefits from these potent fruiting bodies into a supplement with a variety of applications. I take their Lion's Mane focus every morning and really enjoy the boost it gives me throughout the day. Order your Versio today with code STORMSOUND15 for 15% off your order, which ships anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. So, Goosemas last night. That was a pretty fun show. Pretty, pretty fun wild. Show. Very fun show. We were, uh, Neil, D, and I were together. You were, you were up in your suite. It was Living uh, the sweet life. Sweet life. And also, for anyone watching who's curious, this is an LE2 tie-dye Madhavan uh, hoodie. Pretty, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, big shout to uh, my good friend, Matt Siracusa, who did this uh, for... For me, uh, he's got one himself. Uh, and yeah, he recently did the big run for the, you know, the collab with uh, TGR. With, with TGR. Um, so yeah, I mean, dude is super, super talented with tie-dyes. So it was cool. Uh, Neil and I actually drove down uh, to his place yesterday to, to pick this up. And uh, he gave us a little bit of, you know, kind of the deets on his process and things like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's a master of the craft. Uh, so yeah, so big shout! I love this hoodie so much. Uh, so yeah, I'll be I'll be wearing it again tonight. It's a good. It's got to rep the brand. I, I picked up this this hoodie at the show last night. Very very happy about it. I'm I'm enjoying it. Not quite as cool, but not well. It's hard to it's hard to top that. Of course. Of course. And that's like what that's what's that? Le three thousand. 
Something like that. Probably more. <laughs> not, not as, it's not as unique, that's for sure. Daniel, what are you wearing? Uh, I think that's we're getting down to the important details about the show. Outfit of the day. I got a, uh, this is that, that guy, I can't, some dude from Twitter made this nice fish shirt. And then I got a nice L.L. Bean shirt on, you know, nice. keeping it. What about you, Neil? You're wearing. Uh, I was going to wear the Garboose today, but I'm wearing Trevor. Dances uh, with Goose. The Dances with Goose. It's an L.E. Love it. I don't know what it is. Probably less than that. Going into the Little show. man. I think all four of us had different experiences going into the show. We did. We did. You know, we, we definitely did. Well, you want to go first? Yeah, I probably have the worst story out of everything. <laughs> so like, sorry. I mean, we'll first. Uh, go up from there. I arrived at, I want to say, when, when we were doors, like it was 7, seven o'clock, right? Yeah. Seven. So I got there at about like 7.20. Mm-hmm. And there was a line legitimately like about a quarter mile long. Uh, <laughs> it was insane. But it moved fast. And I got into the venue in probably about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Pretty so it wasn't good. bad. You know, it wasn't bad. And then, you know, I found you right away. It's yeah. pretty good. So as far as, you know, worst story goes, like. Yeah, pretty mild. Yeah, well, you guys was... all had like pretty cushy deals. You know, <laughs> I was living the sweet life. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got a, I got a VIP ticket last night, which was great. Uh, so got in early, scored um, favorite spot in the venue, which is Peter side first row. Uh, you know, Neil and D, you guys were with me during the show last night, but it was a great spot. How was, how was the suite? So, yeah, so, um, I mean, look, if don't buy a, don't buy a quick pass <laughs> if you've got a sweet ticket, um, is my advice. But do buy a quick pass if you have GA, uh, because you do just roll right to the front of the line. It's, it, you know, this shit's never really organized very well and, and never very clearly communicated to people. But, yeah, you if know. you have the quick pass, you can just go to the front of the line. There, there's no quick pass line like that's separate. You just go to the front. Tell me you have a quick pass, which we had, and we didn't know there was a separate suite entrance, which we'll use that tonight. But no one even scanned our quick pass when we went in. So I, it, I don't know if anybody wants to just try walking up there saying you have a quick pass. <laughs> there was some. But there was uh, somebody. Oh, yeah, the, I mean the, the suites are dope, and I mean honestly, um, you know, you, dedicated entrance and exit for that matter. Um, you know, your own concessions, uh, nice, comfortable seating in the suite. The fact that those tickets got released a few weeks ago for the same price. I mean, it's a, it's a sweet deal. So you're all about these puns. <laughs> yeah. So highly recommend the, the, the only downside is I don't know if I can ever go to a show and not be in a suite again. <laughs> so exactly. you get a taste of the good life. And yeah. I can't go back. Well, now my uh, handle, we could just do Sweet D, the, the Sweet Life D. Oh, that, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Tonight, I'll get to... How was your entry? It was easy. I mean, we showed up, uh, got a nice ride in and parked in the, the parking garage. Um, always kind of forget how wild these little suburban communities are in, in Colorado. And uh, But no, we had a we had an easy entrance, got in the, the, um, the bowl entrance. Uh, for the seats, bowl exclusive, so didn't deal with the people rushing onto the floor. I mean, I thought we were in in matter of moments, and then Ryan's where Ryan had saved us our seats right there. Um, I had a good experience. I was at the only other time I went to First Bank was Oysterhead in 2020, and I know some people kind of don't love the venue, but I thought it sounded great too. I was also we'll get into that, but yeah, um, entry was good, comfortable sort of just crowd began to build and 
then we were off. So, yeah. Yep. Nice. Also, love the venue. I mean, vibe was good. Once I was yeah. inside, like, you know, it's easy to get a drink, easy to go to the bathroom. So it's great. It was good. Yeah. And you mentioned the floor looked absolutely packed. I was very happy to not yes. you know, have to deal with that. It's an, an interesting system. You know, most GA venues, uh, the floor ticket is separate. Um, but for this one, it's first come, first serve, uh, which is crazy. So when, when you line up, you can choose to get a wristband for the floor or not. And they have a limited number of wristbands. And once they've run out, if you don't arrive in time, then you cannot get on the floor. So yeah. it's an interesting system. I'm curious to hear from people who were on the floor last night what they thought of it. Um, but it looked very, very squishy from where we were. Um, yeah. But so... Let's dive into the show, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So first part of the first set, uh, I think we kind of, you know, get through relatively quickly. Opening segment of flow down, everything must go, butter rum, old man's boat. You know, solid playing, nice little river lullaby tease in the flow opener. Um, you know, everything must go is a good song. Otherwise, Good tone. Rick's tone during everything must go, I really liked. I know I was saying that to Neil, but he picked that out. I thought his tone stood out in particular, just sort of very like phaser channeled sort of a, sm it, it, the, the sharp sound. Um, I'm really excited to hear it again, mm -hmm. that song. And it was a, I thought it was a very solid version, tight. Um, yeah. Butter Rum had a good little jam too, for a second, I felt. Yeah, yeah. good. No, you go. Well, I was just gonna say like, I, I think everything must go is probably the, the one part of like this first part of this first set that I really, really enjoyed. I, I thought some of the song selection was a little bit weird, and I think we're all going to talk about that. But the, you hit on, on the point about Rick's tone, and it wasn't Everything Must Go that I really noticed. And I was like, wait a second, something's really yeah. different here. Then it didn't really hit me or strike me in, in Flow Down, but it did uh, in Everything Must Go. And yeah, uh, I think we're going to talk about that a lot when we talk about this show. But I mean, that's the big news right now, yeah. right? Is that there was a very, very drastic shift in tone from Rick. And it was incredible. It's not even just like, hey, that's a little bit different. Yeah. It, I mean, it changed the music. It was very, very good. I don't, I haven't met anybody yet that's been like, yeah, you know, could have dealt with Rick's old tone more. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's pretty exciting stuff. And in an otherwise kind of lackluster start to this show, I think that was like the, the shining light there. I was like hearing rick's new tone in this song that i really enjoy mm -hmm. yeah i was uh, i was happy to see everything must go uh, because i do like that song and i think i think individually those first four tracks you know were all good it was just collectively mm. um you to know, start a show yeah if there's any criticism yeah. of this show because i think we're all going to rave about the set two uh in a few minutes uh, yeah, I mean, it's just maybe maybe this just that song selection. You know, I think I think maybe we were just expecting a little bit more fire out of the gate. Um, and then yeah, the, the on the tone thing, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like the taboos, you know, kind of arena sound, you know, was it was more of kind of a smaller step. But then from taboos to last night, I mean, it was it was a bigger step in that same direction. And I mean, it was. His tone was so gnarly, and and I mean, obviously there was, there's got to be some Trey influence um, here because, yeah, and, huge. I mean, I, you know, I think we all probably remember reading back in the day Trey talking about how they stepped up, um, you know, to larger venues, 
how you know they really had to dial that sound in and change their 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 sound you know as a band and individual with their instruments and so you know so that that's that's what we're seeing and so surely trey would have given some advice on that you know what i mean we saw the pictures he did. Yeah, yeah yeah and so um so yeah i mean i i think i think you did hear a little bit of it but by drive uh, that's when it was just like really you know almost just in your face how loud and powerful and overdriven that the sustain that he was using is something that you know historically he doesn't use a whole lot of and so so yeah i mean i mean i, I really like that sound and it, and it wasn't just either i mean the 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 full sound that the band was putting out i mean it was loud and powerful but still cohesive and and tight like like it always is you know what mm -hmm. i mean so yeah I, yeah just just love the sound um, you know, just talking about that as, as a separate thing. I thought, thought it was, was really awesome. Yeah, psyched for, for tonight to hear more of it. Yeah, I thought I thought the um, I'd be interested to hear. I don't I didn't listen back, but the I thought the transition into drive it sounded like much faster. Even I mean, sort of like a hyper drive, and it a little almost kind of got off. <laughs> place out of place for me i don't know it sounded like the intro they sort of had worked on it a bit but i thought the jam and drive was insane mm -hmm. uh second last sort of like three four minutes had a good little very good little theme the churn um, the churn exactly i think it's like a theme of the whole night it's like a lot of the churn a lot of hose like just yeah you know just absolute straightforward just clubbing people over the heads with this loud, raging <laughs> music. It's yeah. so good. We're yeah. to drive again. We all are. Yeah. But you know, yeah. we we need we want the return of the the O's. Goosemas doesn't even get it, so I don't know. Hasn't yeah. they haven't played it? They haven't played it like that since June. It's you know we're we're missing it. That and all I need second jam. You know. Yeah. But but second jam, yeah, I, I agree. D I yeah. mean, and and jam of the set. I mean, easily. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, yeah, just, just again, we're just real powerful. And it's, it's, stuff. and that, that was, you know, as with a lot of the churn jams, it's Peter's rhythm guitar work that really stood out to me there. Mm -hmm. and, you know, just hammering into those textures. Um, you know, Peter, it, it seemed that it was the same guitar, but a different color, uh, made its debut last night. Nice, like hot rod red, uh, instead of his pink. Is um, it the shirt? Again, I, I think I think it is. Uh, it looked to be the same guitar, same pickups, um, but I haven't been able to see a closer look at the, the headstock and see if it's it is indeed the same. Uh, but it sounded great. I liked I like the red. Uh, yeah, I think the drive to uh, yeah, a red guitar instead of pink. <laughs> I think you probably yeah. could see it a little bit better, B. But even like the even from where we were standing, just off the floor, one 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 level or one row, but. Um, I thought the drive kind of was a, also a moment where, like we said, the, the first quarter of the show kind of took a bit to get in and everybody's kind of settling and the sound and the song selection for some of us. But the drive, I think, was that moment that kind of captured the crowd, like saw everybody like Maurice even looked over at me and was like, I can't with the Jesus hands. Everybody's like hands in the air, <laughs> like just, you know, all in unison, though. And that's sort of the thing, too, where it's like that shows the power of the music. And I, I felt sort of that they were capturing more fans. I mean, this is a this is a massive show um, for them. Big big setting, the stage. I thought set up in general. It's a it's a very big um, rig in, in overall uh, lights light rig. I know you said Ryan right that 
Getty yeah. said it was one of his biggest or the biggest. So biggest, the biggest light rig Getty has ever used. Uh, yeah. And I thought he had it looking great. Like the old man's boat, those little like spiral circles when he first blew those yeah. up. That was that first one where he used the full backdrop. And um, yeah, he, he was playing with some cool things. Yeah, it Could was it... amazing last night. And then, you know, after drive, we get Christmas must be tonight uh, for the first time since Christmas 6 uh, in 2019. Uh, so that's a cool bust out. Um, and where, then... where it was acoustic. It was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. They did. Yeah, that's right. Brian. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite Gooseman's cover it's by the band. If you didn't just mention that, mm. and uh, yeah, that's on the family. That's on the family holiday playlist uh, at <laughs> Live House uh, for sure. Yeah, I just just really love that song. So yeah, I was actually. I, I mean, I was kind of surprised when they started playing it. You know, it really wasn't wasn't expecting it this night. But uh, yeah, but yeah, super happy to see that. Yeah, just, just love it. So we'll have to update the holiday playlist when the when the soundboards drop. Yeah, I, I think we were all kind of expecting the Linus and Lucy uh, more than the, the Christmas must be tonight. You know, I believe this is the first Goosemas show ever where they have not played Linus and Lucy. Yeah, but I mean, isn't so, tonight it, no, but, proper Goosemas? Right. Tonight was coming. the first announced date, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's the, was, that's yeah Saturday show. was, right? They added the Friday. But it's still both nights are Goosemas. So this, yeah. this is the first Goosemas show yeah. with no Linus and Lucy. So well, I think, uh, yeah, and I think it's a risky pick. So if you're doing fantasy, I probably wouldn't do Linus and Lucy higher than one point tonight. That's just you're just And, and are you going to have it higher than one point? I'm gonna, I don't know where I'm going to have it. But I'm going to have it at the one. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a tight race going on for uh, first place for the year with these two. So it's uh, it's getting there. Get there. You know, I'm gonna let my results do the talking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, last night's results won't take too long. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get into that. we'll get into that a bit later. But then, so first set closes with SOS, which is always to me such an incredible arena song. Good set closer. Uh, Great set closer. It's one of my favorites now. Yeah, it, it's incredible. Absolutely I, incredible. I think I was saying this. Was I saying this to you uh, before the show? We were driving around and we were talking about SOS. Yeah. And I, I went back and listened to like a couple old podcast because I was looking for a snippet uh, for or something. And like every time we talk about SOS, we kind of say the same thing, which mm -hmm. is like, it's just an absolute banger. Yeah. Um, and to end a set is incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, the interesting thing about the song is like, you're not getting different feels of this song, right? That's it's, not bad. It's, there's no improv to speak of in this. It just crushes and yeah. is so much fun. Yeah. So, like, love this. I thought it actually kind of saved the crowd a little bit because, you know, Christmas Must Be Tonight, cool song and all, but really slow on the tempo mm -hmm. in, a, in a set that was kind of weird with tempo to begin with. And so, placement. It could have been earlier. Christmas. What's that? Yeah. I thought Christmas could have been, like, it, I agreed, like, earlier in the first set, it might work a little bit better. Sort of yeah. still, maybe song two. You, like, come out heavy and then song two, and then you sort of, but yeah, it could have. Neil, you were in the moment. I remember you being like, that, that placement of that one didn't get me. And then yeah. SOS started, and we were like, yes. Yeah, like, let's go. Well, like, you know, I think everybody was there to rage, and we just didn't know what was coming. Uh, and lucky for us, the second setup. Yes. So, uh, for those not at the show, um, you know, or people who were webcasting, obviously, Peter mentioned that they were going to randomly pull balls to decide um, the. The second set. I was going to say Baloney. ball gate or bingo gate, if you will, um, because there were, um, you know, pictures of the written set list happening 
um, after the show from one of the uh, ASL interpreters that, you know, revealed that it was actually planned. Um, but he was pulling balls with the song names on them. So I'm, I'm assuming he, you know, pre-placed those balls on there. Um, but they did have in the concourse before the show an All I Want for Goosemas. Uh, there were pictures on social media if you're curious. Um, but they're like balls like you find in a ball pit um, and Sharpies. Uh, and you could write like requests uh, and stuff and put it in a big uh, receptacle, if you will, um, that then, got, I guess, got brought to the band. Now, I, I do think that some of the, the gimmicky stuff, like the, the group hug, uh, I'm sure those were randomly pulled. Um, but I think, yeah, they did, they did pre-plan the songs. Um, but man, like Rick kisses Jeb. That was yeah, good too. that that was that was pretty good. Rick, Polly, Peter yeah, twerking, Paul. everybody group hug, you know. Um, but like, I I don't know. We were talking about this earlier. I don't know if there's a better set of goose ever. Can just real quick, can we never say Peter twerking again? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was for that, that that whole event last night was for Paige Caruso and only Paige Caruso. Yeah. Oh, nice, good. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think there's a better set of goose ever. You know, we, we talked about this this morning, but this was just an absolutely incredible, incredible set. Like if you just talk about song wise and without the gimmicks, the set reads pancakes, rosewood, wisteria, Moby, Rockdale, which is, it's not <laughs> just, a, just a it's, it's not, as it unfolded, just like banger after yeah. banger, incredible jam after incredible jam. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was amazing. Um, only bangers in the bag. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, we're not going to talk about song selection uh, for this set. No, no, not at all. Uh, Zero notes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the perfect set is, but you know, that's definitely, you know, flawless in, in the sense that, uh, you know, nothing needed to be changed. Um, just, just crushed it. And, and yeah, you know, so again, that whole second set, the sound was just big and powerful. And I mean, I can't, you know, I mean, there might have been a couple moments where we're at, you know, because this, because, you know, this arena, you know, thing is new still to Goose. So surely there will be adjustments made, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, but, but overall, I mean, yeah, I, I thought, I thought Rick's playing it. I, I hated to just single him out, but. You know, it's it just it's just the most noticeable to me um, how much you know the the, the variance in, in his sound from even just a few months ago. Um, but again, yeah, the whole band sound was was just big and powerful, and it wasn't just a flawless set in terms of song selection. I mean, there were three, and, and maybe we could argue four incredible jams, and, and you know, I, I'm not ready to hasty rank anything. Uh, because I, I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to re-listen to anything, but I mean, the Wisteria and the Rockdale especially, um, and, and I would put, you know, Wisteria as my top of the set of the night was, was just incredible. I mean, just yeah. incredible stuff. I really can't wait to get my hands on these soundboards. And just speaking of the soundboards real quick, uh, and then I'll pass this off. Mm. You know, I, I do also wonder if Peter's job mixing these shows is also slightly different you know, with these arena with shows. The bigger arena. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I, I was actually thinking about that last night a little bit and, and, and wasn't surprised to not see these soundboards yet. I think, I think he'll probably take his time. And sometimes I wonder too, with really hot shows, if, 
maybe Peter's like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm gonna, I don't want to rush this one out. Yeah. Because because this one's we could get this a, is an all timer. We could we could get a right? video premiere in a few so, days. Like, so we, so we might but or. But or as we've seen, they'll sometimes be like, no, this that, people have to hear this. Like that second set is one that everyone's like, if you didn't watch the stream last night, if you you need to hear that show, yeah, or that set. Um, yeah, I, I agree with the sound song selection. Insane jams were top notch. Uh, a lot of Rick, but yeah, Peter during the Wisteria. The, yeah. the Peter little, was the, Peter was my personal MVP last night. You know, despite oh everything he was doing, that was just, so phenomenal. It was just Peter was standing out to me in every single jam um you know like whether he was supporting rick or leading himself like that you know his his piano work um in in pancakes and rosewood you know i noticed a lot of last night peter was sticking to um piano uh outside of um i think wisteria um he was using uh the The vintage vintage, organ a bit more but for a lot of last night he was sticking to piano didn't even hit that much organ on these big peaks uh, earlier in the set and it's cool because you know that's that's something that can be a conscious choice that he's making like to try to you know push himself uh in a direction without being like okay with i'm gonna use these other tools in my um in my rig um and just stick to only piano so it was cool to hear you know all of them just ripping it up you know this pancakes you know there, there were numerous jams in the set that i think we thought were way longer than they actually were which which happens a lot but it was this pancakes it was only like 17 or 18 minutes right like it was it, it's crazy how much ground they covered and it was just non-stop like rage fest in that in that jam yeah well it, i mean like yeah, pancakes, the, the quality of the jamming in pancakes is really high i wonder you know when i go back to where you listen to this if i'm going to hear kind of the exploration that I would expect from like these like top top jams and in a tour, but man, did I really like that in the moment? And like I, I I definitely have to admit I was hasty ranking the hell out of that pancake. Yes, you did at two thirty <laughs> in the morning back <laughs> the hotel room because I really I mean I absolutely loved it. It was so good, and you know we talk about Rick's tone, and it's really easy to single Rick out because it's kind of the thing that's different. It is the you know the sore thumb that's sticking out uh, in that. You know, you're not used to hearing these things, but like what Ryan was saying, Peter was also exceptionally strong last night. So the the tone thing just enhanced all of this excellent jamming. Like this set wasn't wonderful or as wonderful as it is just because Rick was playing a little bit differently or sounding a little bit differently. And actually that brings me to a point that I wanted to bring up. Not only was Rick's tone a little bit different, but he was doing some things with a guitar that he doesn't normally do. Like he was doing a lot of trilling last night mm. that like, I, I think before Taboos, I don't know if I've heard that much of from him, but I don't know, maybe folks with a keener ear than I would have something to say about that. But um, yeah, really enjoyed the pancakes. Uh, Rosewood actually felt in this, this, this set full of heaters, right? It felt appropriate to kind of cool down a little bit with Rosewood after right. that huge raging pancakes, you know, yeah. that was only 17 minutes that felt longer. Um, and then, you know, Wisteria kind of built it right back up again and then closed with that incredibly hot rock deal. It's just, you know, the, the flow of this set just on its own is great. Song selection and jamming aside, there's just so much to love about this set. Yeah, I think the... Not a moment to t- breathe. I think the closest thing to a breather we got was Trevor reading a couple of lines of Christmas poetry, which I'm, I'm not convinced that that was pre-planned because it looked like he Googled something on stage um but then he had the goose mist he had the goose 
he had the Goosemas verse in it. He like he like had a Mary Goosemas. He just like it was too. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. There's no way he was just gonna be put on the spot to come up with poetry. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor on the spot. Yeah, which, that would be good. Trevor, that would be Trevor. Oh boy. Yeah, they just you know I mean I know that it's not something they do regularly, but uh, I mean yeah you know you just you couldn't hear him uh, the first line or two, mm-hmm. and then they and then and then you know Sam brought him up in the in the mix, and then you could hear the rest. So um, you know next time Trevor reads poetry, let's uh, make sure let's, let's get that mic level. Sure yeah, well, you know banter last night from stage was hard to hear. Yeah, uh, not gonna really mention there anything was else. There was like nothing special outside from the stage last night. We're not but, there yet. Yeah, no, that thing, <laughs> you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and then, so after the poetry, we get into the wisteria, which, you know, this this was, this was is the jam of the night, I think. Um, you know, we got the first half of the jam that was absolutely incredible. Um, and then as, you know, they, they kind of get into this space that felt to me almost like they could have segued really well. Yep. Um, you know, kind of where they were. Um, but, you know, then Peter pulled the audience group hug ball, um, which was, you know, great. Like everyone starts hugging. And then, you know, for me, at least I was like focused on like, oh, we're all hugging. This is so fun. And then I kind of like turned back around to the stage. I was like, oh, wait, like they're still going like they, you know, they're, they're riding this jam out now. And then it just it, like it got elevated from there. And it, it was in this jam where you couldn't hear it in uh, the venue, but I, I did catch a little bit of it uh, re-listen this morning. Um, Peter had some ridiculous like synth textures going uh, yeah. during this wisteria, which um, I think it was in the, I believe it was in the group hug portion of the jam, but you know, you couldn't really hear that in the venue and it sounds really, really amazing. I'm hoping that synth gets a little bit more volume um, inside tonight, um, but it was, this jam was amazing. And, you know, Rick mentioned like after, as it was winding down, as Peter was pulling the next ball, Rick was like, wow, we got some good mileage out of that hug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, it, it really did. I mean, and I thought even the first half of the wisteria, which sort of had um, all I can liken to this like very floaty Peter on vintage vibe, kind of just continual theme where he would come back and like brush over the top of, of Rick uh, and everybody just peeking. Mm-hmm. Um, slow, slow builds though. Um, yeah, you could tell a lot of like turns. I felt there were a lot of moments during that first half of Wisteria where, um, whereas the second was maybe a little bit more energy driven and kind of a, one more peak. Um, yeah, they hit, they hit some, some churning, some darkness, a little, all these themes that we, I mean, it was talk about efficiency in the first 13 minutes or whatever that was. It was phenomenal. Maybe, I mean, and sort of highlighted for me, I said to you guys after I was like, just book, you know, potentially we'll see about New Year's, but stamping Wisteria is, I mean, one of the tracks of the year, obviously we had San Francisco, we're going to have, you know, two top five or 10 versions, three with, you know, other, other versions around. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Stellar. Yeah, that Wisteria was good. It was like overwhelming how good it was. <laughs> like I, I was like, I like almost had to take a seat. I was like, maybe going to go for a walk. Like, I don't know. It was just like, there's more than I can handle. I mean, the interesting thing about that jam is like, it was not just like a funk groove that you just kind of like bop your head to and like have a good time. It's like a party. I mean, this thing, it's a monster. It's an absolute monster and I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. And then, you know, obviously it starts, starts winding down. Um, and I turned to uh, Garrett who was next to me and I was like, you know, I'm not going to do it. But like Moby would be really good here. <laughs> you pulled the Moby ball. <laughs> 
And, you know, I, uh, you guys can attest, I kind of lost my shit a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, everyone knows how, how I've been chasing this song, how, how much I've wanted to see it live. And it was just so incredible to catch it last night. Um, and then finding out, you know, a few minutes later that you couldn't hear it in the venue, but that Peter said this one's for Ryan. So nice. That was, that was pretty cool. So Ryan, like Gold's like really psyched for you, man. Uh, <laughs> stealing Jeff's I thought it was Ryan Gosling. <laughs> uh, He's a big yeah, Moby yeah. fan. Yeah, there, there's nothing like a Moby after a big jam. Um, it, it's, it's the perfect landing pad. It, you know, five minutes of bass bombs and a uh, soft bed of electric piano, uh, which is what I said in my jam bass recap. But, uh, just well, it was like the, like the Caverns version, Wisteria, Moby, the debut of Moby. So. Oh, yeah. That's a great... It's it's a perfect song, I think, for a, a TED tape track like that. Um, I mean, any of those, it's it sort of the song settles and kind of gives them that space to give you one more one, one more little sort of punch to the gut with that bass. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, the funny thing about this movie is the worst part of the set. It's like let that sink in for a second. Well, yeah. I think worst is a is a yeah. harsh term. Least good. Yeah. Least, yeah. Least well, that, but well, that's still doing it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's still doing it a disservice. Like, yeah. It, yeah. The least incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you know, it's funny is, and it's hard because when you're there, sometimes, um, you know, just just like the sensory overload and and you know the emotional response and all that stuff. You know, I think a lot of times. Um, and this is where you, this is like kind of where attendance bias comes from. You know what I mean? It's, it's all those places, right? And it's why we don't hasty rank and, and, and things like that, right? But that Moby did feel like it had some, a little bit extra, um, you know, especially from, from Rick. Yep. Um, you know, so yeah. So again, just, just really interested to listen back and, and kind of confirm some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And then, you know, Moby winds down and we get Rockdale and oh my God, like what a way to close the set. You know, this is another jam that felt significantly longer and, you know, not a lot of clav last night up until this point, but there were clav tweets happening. Um, you know, like that, that was, that was crazy. Just straight into the, like the grime, um, you know, Peter initiating that crazy train tease, which was great. Um, and it was just like, just dirty yeah it, they got so fast during that to the end yeah i was like i there was that of rockdale in particular of all of those songs in the set sort of had one, the most unique jam i felt just mm -hmm. atyp atypical for the song um yeah. i sort of had a moment of yep this is this is still a rockdale actually like in the middle of the jam sort of the latter half and it just which is a sweet sweet feeling that they're able to I think everybody was sort of floored by it. That was a common reaction I was hearing. That Rockdale just kind of caps capped the night off as well as you could ask, just like the yeah. SOS did in the first set. Yeah, Rock, great Rockdale set closers. Works, Rockdale works anywhere in the show, and I think second set closers, it, you know, it's a great spot. For yeah, them. big, uh, big, crazy freight train jam. Great. You're all about these. You're all about these puns. Yeah, I mean, it's, they were. I, I thought Rick was doing a good, like the way they, they, they traded off the crazy train though. And he would kind of like settle back into it and then yeah, kind of pull out and then, yeah, it, they were chugging. All right. Yeah, it was, that, that was great. And then, and then a white lights encore after, you know, a nice little moment between Rick and Jeff, um, <laughs> that, that, which was funny. Um, but yeah, and, you know, just 
White Lights was a fun way to cap off the show. Nice little dancey jam. Um, as it does, you know, more great piano work from Peter. Um, but I just, I cannot wait to see what they do tonight. Dripfield, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Linus and Lucy? Yeah, I don't want to. A lot on the table, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to give away any, any picks. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely going to get some, uh, some big stuff tonight. And then, and yeah, we'll see how many more Goosemas tunes we get tonight mm. um and, 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 and if there's any other you know non-musical treats um in store maybe another um you know bag of banger balls i don't know <laughs> the sack sack set the sack set as, as we said the sack set sam's got a brand new bag of bangers <laughs> oh man well i'll say this if they don't play drip deal tonight I, I think everyone in colorado should just boycott Goose shows. Oh my God! I know. After I mean, how many shows in Colorado and not played a drip deal? It's, yeah, it's yeah. I almost didn't. I actually almost didn't come to these after. Yeah, no drip deal. After the disappointment of no drip deal at Red Rocks. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, you came. And you, you know, having a good time. I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It turns yeah. out um, I like this music a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're very excited for tonight. You know, you live in the sweet life again. Uh, are you in the suite tonight? No, VIP. You're not in the suite. So, so I'm, gonna be on I'm in suite. Come say what up to the suites. Yep. Yeah, gonna gonna aim for the same spot tonight. Hopefully, uh, we can get it. But yeah, if if anybody watching is at the show, if you see us, please come say hi. Um, we love saying hi and you know yep. schmoozing. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, same time. Um, maybe not all of us in the same room. Who knows? But um, we will be back to recap tonight's show. Um, also, um, you know, tomorrow night is a very exciting show, but we'll talk about that more yeah. tomorrow once the night is happening. Shout out to Kev, who love you, Kev. Yes, we we miss you, Kev. Uh, hope you're feeling better. Um, yes, we we shows have not been the same without you. It's true. It's true. I mean, yeah. shows are pretty good though. But it I mean, it was there. Uh, correct. <laughs> would have been cooler for you. Correct. Poor, poor guy. You know, you didn't have Kev with you in the suite. It's like you're missing your other half. No, yeah. I mean, it was, it was actually, you know, I mean, I mean, there, there was a void, you know, <laughs> in the suite <laughs> in my heart. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, yeah. I mean, let's just, let's just get stoked for tonight. Let's uh, do it again. I mean, I don't know, dude. I think, I think after last night. Now the bar is just up there. And so I'm expecting huge, huge things. Um, usually are. And yeah, so I need to go, um, you know, get, I just start crunching some numbers and get these fancy picks in. And, uh, you know, I picked up some ground on my nemesis last night. So what, what's the gap now? How much are you trailing by? I think it's, I think it's down to 14 now. So if I, you know, I picked up 10 last night. So I mean, at that rate, um, you got to yeah. step it up. Uh, what'd you get? What you, oh yeah, two. I got two. Yeah. Uh, uh, Neil's really good at coming in under the wire though. Like, you know, he's done he that is. a lot. So two. I, I had that one coming after the jive two is my favorite jive burn. I think a few weeks back uh, when you put up a deuce, but in any case, it happens. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got I got eleven last night. I was I was pretty happy with yeah, that. So yeah. I had twelve. I, Kev actually. Uh, I had thirteen. Of group. Kev Kev crushed it. Um, I think seventeen. Damn. Um, 
D, how'd you do last night? 13. 13. Right? Oh, nice. Yeah. I uh, had 14, it looks like. 14. No. I didn't even think about fantasy at all last night. The music was so good. No. Sometimes I'm like, usually like, I wonder yeah, if they're going to play my stuff. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I, I was just kind of more in shock. When they played Rockdale, I couldn't believe it. I was like, they're really playing Rockdale right now after <laughs> all of that. Yeah. Um, more so I was thinking more about that kind of thing and less about yeah. fantasy. Yeah, definitely. Like, if I'm couch touring, you're more dialed in. I'm thinking of that stuff more, you know, because I got the fancy spreadsheet up and set the spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> got it all. And Signal and Twitter. <laughs> There's a lot. Of, yeah, there are, there are a lot of uh, channels to have over. So, yeah. So, whereas last night it was just like, oh, do I want to, you know, do I want to sit on the couch <laughs> or one of the comfy chairs or do I want to go, you know, onto a, onto a bar stool? I wonder, I wonder how all the people who were like cramped like on the floor. It's like a different people. set of choices, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and you, just last thing really quick, yeah, I actually thought the sound was was quite good because I was at that Oysterhead run as well, D, um, you know, right before yeah. COVID. And, and I didn't love, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love uh, a lot about those shows. Agreed. Much it, better. Yeah. I felt, felt so much better and I thought it sounded better. So yeah. I guess I guess you know shout out to to Sam and, and everybody for for dialing that in. So yeah, be good. All right. Well, everybody have a great show. Whether you're there, whether you're couch touring, uh, we will be back here tomorrow, three o'clock p.m. Eastern, one p.m. Mountain, to recap tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, this is Henry K, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.